I, yeah, and I, I feel bad for the first soul who's actually listening. Could you imagine somebody 1,000 episodes deep, because we'll get there, one. going, like, what did they sound in, like, an episode one? And they hear this. What a letdown. Like, oh. Mm. Mm. But with that said, I want to keep life. them on. Well, let's let's get the show started. This is episode one, guys, of our show. The Fuck yeah, baby. Of fantasy. And it was hard coming up with that name. I'm not going to lie. I think oh. it took me about two two years to make a fucking name <laughs> for a Bullshit. goddamn podcast. It, it, just getting it through, and I, I was happy enough with it. And, you know, it, it works. We'll see what happens after a while. But, yeah, here we are. The nomad so part makes that... sense. Because we, yeah, like we, we kind of wander from genre topic to genre. To and, yes, yep. topic to topic, game to game, movie to movie, and... I don't know. Right. No it's really set in our in our fantasy ways. I don't know how you put that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it, it kind of let, yeah, it doesn't pigeon us whole into one specific world. Like, it's not a Star Wars show or it's not strictly sci-fi. or It says fantasy, but to me, fantasy, you're, you're thinking about a place that's not where you are. That's all it is. It's not... I don't really play realistic games or watch realistic movies anyways, so there's always, like, ma- like Star Wars, I'm sorry, but the Force is magic. It's just called the Force, right? That's their science, sci-fi version or whatever, right? Sci-fantasy. But I, uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. So my name is Brandon. I am the host of the show, and I am with my buddies Eric and Dave. Go ahead and say hi. Hello. I'm Eric. Hello, hello. hello everybody. <laughs> Bernie Mac. And I, and I bet that was really hard to do because you, you want to sound cool. <laughs> But we don't have cool voices, and that's okay. I think that's what keeps us uh, hey, on a normal. Speak side. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get into some pretty nerdy stuff, and uh, case in point, right? Um, but we already kind of tease this stuff. The this show is gonna let us go across different mediums, right? Video games, movies, TV shows, maybe books, but mostly video games. That's the thing that kind of brought the three of us together. The three of us used to work together at a like a. a digital agency that's how we get to know each other um i personally am on the design side and dave and eric have development backgrounds dave more on the project management side and eric you're a developer so we just get how to make projects in the digital space right so that's what's cool about video games um and i know you guys have dabbled with that uh maybe maybe you you have it i know dave has it have you eric yeah, um, I took some classes in college on game development. I uh, made a couple mobile games, uh, just little projects like that, but nothing, nothing too crazy. And Dave's been always working on whatever the, that balloon. Hey, Maybe fall, one day, falling it out of Unity. No, no project ever gets completed, but I know enough to sound somewhat intelligent sometimes. Right, and it's a, it's a passion of ours video games and obviously we want to make it but whatever we made a lot of websites together and that's cool uh, but we've moved on since we're still friends and we're still talking about this stuff so why not record it maybe it's for ourselves or maybe it's for whoever will listen to the show uh, the things that we do want to cover though are going to be you know movie reviews uh, a game that comes out that we really like um, and then just kind of I don't know I'm 40 Dave's around my age Eric's a little bit younger but we have a. I've been playing games since the '80s. I had an Atari, you know. I remember these consoles and games coming out. It's just cool to think about it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yep, I'm the baby of the of the podcast. I'm only uh, 26 years old, um, so I mean, obviously, I don't have as much uh, history with video games as you guys. But I mean, I started playing video games when I was like four or five years old. Um, the first game that I can remember playing was Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis. So that's the first. Yeah. Yep. That's probably my yes. earliest gaming memory. Um, and then I was a huge uh, Pokemon kid, so that was uh, that was nice. my childhood. Are you still Pokemon? Yeah, I miss out on Pokemon. I haven't picked up a mainline game in a while, um, but I I got one of them on Switch, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Uh, that's the last one I played, but I'm still uh, bi- I'm still. Did you have the binder of cards? I did. Yeah, I was. Okay, I was nice. big in, I was big into Pokemon cards back okay. then. I. Yeah, I sold them all eventually. Um, when Yu-Gi-Oh got big, I transferred to Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> cards. Yep. Kicking yep. yourself now, aren't you? I am. Oh my god. I don't know anything about craze. Yu-Gi-Oh. Is it still going on? I, I apologize if it is. I just. Um, I don't know if like. I, I don't know. I mean, people still play Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know if like the anime is still going on or not. But I used to watch the watch the show too. If they made a, you know how Pokemon Go exists? Mm-hmm. Could they make a Yu? Would it be Yu-Gi-Oh, Go? Yu-Gi-Oh, Go. That sounds weird. They could make, they could make a fucking Go game out of anything. They made one out of Harry Potter, um, that kind of flopped. No one really played that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because the whole I didn't play Pokemon, but the whole idea is to collect. So. Yeah. It made I... sense with the AR. Like it made sense. My kid's in second grade, and she does... I mean, she's seen the Pokemon movie, but she's come home with Pokemon cards in her backpack, and she I've never bought her a pack before, so... They're out there in the wild. They're circulating amongst the small hands of our public elementary That's a schools. huge franchise. It's a massive... It's, the, it's bigger it's, than Star Wars, It's the biggest media franchise in the world. Yeah. I don't know what pop culture-wise. Yeah. I don't think like people are quoting it. <laughs> Money-wise, like, I, yeah. I think Star Wars it's... always win on something like that. Nobody knows the mu- Maybe they know the music to Pokemon. It is the mo- like, most money-making media franchise in the it's world. It's huge. It's huge. That's because there's nothing else to do in communist China. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mandated, do they play? Pokemon. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was, oh, it was Japan. It's a Japanese game. Or, yeah, uh, it's a Japanese oh, yeah. franchise. It was banned in China. Oh, yeah, Pokemon Go is still huge too. Like that's it's going strong. I guess um, all right. So, so real quick though, I, I I kind of outline how these episodes would go, and I think the content will go all over the place. You know, I think we're trying to have fun. We'll pick like cool topics and or whatever. Some obvious things like reviews, like I said, uh, throwing some games in there. Uh, but I I kind of wanted to quickly kind of get people familiar with us right so they know our names and here we are kind of talking about whatever but what worlds you know do we most enjoy and they don't have to be worlds you want to live in but like when you play a game you want to explore like every corner of that game you know it might be a side quest and you can't wait to like do it because the game just keeps growing and growing or if it's a movie you just know you're going to see the sequel you know are there books are there is there tv shows you know, like what? What are some of those worlds that, whatever that you can just think of right now, that are like that's a great world. I want more of it. I don't want to open shut case on this one. Like, let's. Like, what else? I want to lose myself to this world. 
you know, which is the obvious, like Star Wars. I know we all like Star Wars. We're not the beat that. That's the easy one. But like, what else do you guys have out there? Like, I'll throw one out that you're not even thinking of. Freaking Zootopia. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. How I was not expecting that. It's a good movie. Dude, I love Zootopia, and it, dude, it blows me away. I don't. It's not like an amazing movie to me. It's good. It's fun. And you know, my my son Jack, when he was younger, he was watching it a lot, but they keep zipping around and going to these different areas and I'm just like you only get to see a portion of it and it's such a cool idea and it's so fun and I, I can't believe they've only had one I mean we're recording this in 2021 and COVID has slowed a lot of things down but where is more Zootopia the movie did really good for Disney I, I thought you know no games no Lego game um, you know what I'm saying but no I don't know I want to throw that numbers. That's a big. that's a big plus in my house for me I can get through a movie without it. having to listen to song after song and then hearing those songs come up on Alexa every day at dinner right. and all that kind of stuff. Thank God. If you think about it, uh, Zootopia would make a good video game. You got the different biomes. Um, you got so many different jobs. If you take, you know, if you take up the role as a cop, you can have all these investigations, traveling around these different biomes, doing interviews. Like that would make a good video game. Oh, and the DLC would be really good. Just add another world, you know? Like, whatever it is. Exactly. Yes. Like, how do they not do this? I could see um, uh, freaking Rockstar, you know? It, it, they wouldn't do something like this. It's too childish. But they're really good at building immersive worlds. And they did an amazing job with Grand Theft Auto, obviously. But Red Dead Redemption still blows me away whenever I, play, I just walk around in that world. I'm like, this is insane that this exists. And uh, Zootopia, with that amount of detail, with all the creatures... That would be amazing. Well, yeah, what did you guys pick? What what do you guys got listed? If we're talking about uh, video games, I'll mention Brandon's favorite video game, um, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Hyrule. I got that on there. I'm going to get it out of the way right now. I don't not like Zelda. I have a good history with Zelda in the beginning era. I just don't like that sword-breaking shit that happens in Breath of the Wild. It turns me off. I got to get over it. I got to get over it. There's a very good reason why it's in there. Because if the weapons didn't break, you would stick with one weapon the entire game. You wouldn't care about picking up any other weapons. You know, you got to... I don't want to. You got to try out different weapons. You got to, you know... uh, But seriously, no, the world, going back to the world part, that world is, like, probably the best designed world in a video game that I've ever seen like they the way that they built it like you see you see something like you just see more, a, than, more you, than a red dead redemption yes absolutely you just see okay. you see I don't know a mountain or a hill you say you think to yourself hmm I, I bet there's something up there I bet there's something cool up there if I just take the time to climb up that mountain and I did that the, last night with the kids same thing. So we saw something cool on the map, set a marker, and just ran. We just been exactly. chugging through that game a lot recently. And that's the thing about that game. There, whenever you think that, oh, I bet there's something cool up there. There always is. Like you climb to the top of a mountain, there's a treasure chest is, with I a cool weapon. I do like the reward. I do like a reward. I hate when I explore and there's nothing there. I do like the reward for sure. And Skyrim actually did that for me. Like every time I was like saw something like i'll just go underneath that bridge for some reason and there's like a skeleton body with you know treasure so i i do get the reward thing um i gotta get over my hate for that system 
I do. I have to explore it more. I haven't seen have much to, of it at all. I would, you just I have to accept it. That game. If you embrace yeah. it, you'll. I guarantee you'll like it. Like just like whatever your weapons you pick up, just use them until they break. Move on to the next one. Um, I with that game though, I did get into the habit of like, okay, I'd pick up this really good weapon, and then I would be afraid to use it, so I would save it forever and then never use it. I might use it on like a big boss fight or something, but I would be so afraid to break it, you know, because it's such a good weapon. Yeah, that's what I hated. I would have like a really cool weapon, and I would have like a skeleton bone or whatever, and I would break the skeleton bone fighting something, and then I'm like, I guess I'll just run away from this monster because I don't want to use my really good weapon on this thing. So I'm just running around. Ah, oh, it drives me nuts. There's so much more you need to do. Though. You get the you get the hammers for breaking your oars. You get your wood chopping axes. You get your ice rods for fighting fire guys. Your fire rods love that electricity mm-hmm. stuff. I, it's just I do love that. I do those. love that. You got your two the elemental. Yeah, yes. the, the elemental systems in that game are so freaking cool. Like the way that you can like use the your like swords to conduct electricity to f- solve the puzzles and the shrines like that stuff just is so cool i won't deny that that is dope and when you experience it in the game it's kind of like i want all games to have this and breath of the wild introduced a lot of cool things the climbing was really good um the whole physics that they introduced and the lightning and and just out thinking even with the developers they were talking about that i remember um hearing stories where they they would be impressed just with the the players would come up with i think that's a that's a good game when you're impressing some of the best in the industry with what they've made and they didn't even like wow we didn't even think about that so that is awesome i do like that dude today yeah four years four years after the game came out there's still videos coming out of people discovering like things you can do in that game which just like i don't know that's just a testament to how well designed that game is all right, God. What else you got for us, Eric? Let's hear another one. As far as far as game worlds, um, well, uh, one yeah. of one that I've played recently that might be my favorite example of world building. I told you guys about this before when I was playing it, but uh, Control. That game. Oh, okay. Let, yeah, let's talk about Control. Control. Oh I want to hear more about this because I have I have a love hate with uh, was it Remedy, right? Yep. Yep. And they've made Max Payne, not Max. Yep, Max Payne. What are they, yep. what are they, You're right. Yeah, Max Payne, except for Max Payne Three, if Rockstar made that one. Um, but Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. But yeah, Control. There's a, yes. Control. That one is um, one of those things where you pick up everything you pick up, you end up reading because yes, there's some exactly. there's some games where like you don't really give a shit about stuff you pick up, but stuff in that game is interesting enough where you know specific wings that you're going into have a story behind them and you figure out what the fuck I do like the there. exploration in that yeah. yeah that's a good one yeah it's beautiful that's, looking that's cool. the thing that's the thing that got me about that game um it was like all yeah like dave was saying all the stuff you pick up um i don't know i'm not normally one to like read through like stuff like that in a game but literally everything i picked up in control i would i would have to read it because like it was so interesting yeah, I know. It's kind of like it, the, they did a good job with the storytelling in that a little bit. I just didn't like her. Nothing against her, I guess. Like 
I feel like she's just too flat. Like she's just not weirded out by any of this stuff. But maybe the end of the well, game. Well, I mean, there's this, there's but... kind of a reason for that. Like she's been dealing with this stuff all her life. That's so true. I do. She's yeah, kind of used to it. I mean, she's literally point. she literally has like is talk like talks to someone in her head. Like that's been with her since she was a teenager. So Fair enough. She, I, I feel like there's a little bit of uh, precedent for that, but, but yeah, I don't know. That control is like an amazing example of world building that um, I haven't really seen before in a game. Speaking yeah, of amazing cool. world building, mm. how oh about God. that Bioshock series, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? All right. Yes. Because Eric, that, you haven't played that, right? There's another I one played where you Infinite. just read everything. Infinite's the only one up. I played, and that one has a lot of good environmental stuff. Where you know, same thing. You you know, find uh, that one has tons of audio logs because apparently mm-hmm. in yes. Rapture everybody carried around a tape them. recorder. I mean, they're well, absolutely great for environmental storytelling. They don't really make much sense why somebody's just recording a diary as they're walking around. You know, this tiny little. Wasn't space, Bioshock right? like one of the first games to do audio logs? Probably not. I'm sure. I can't, they can't be. That can't be true. I mean, I no feel like way. It's one of them that popularized Bethesda's... it. Anyways, it might not have been the first, but okay, like, yeah. The idea of audio, like picking up uh, recordings and listening yeah, to maybe them, maybe because of audio. Yeah, maybe because of that part. Like I know other games have had things you could read, like read a letter and all that stuff. But yeah, maybe maybe it's the audio. I do like that though Dave it does, that's like a good reward system if you're into it if you really want to learn more you could play that game but if you want to learn about that world why the hell this cafe is the way it is or whatever like they have these cool stories and they also introduce some some side quests I think they may but that's or like give you hints or something yeah, like that if you're, if you're going to plow through the game and you want to just get through the level you certainly can but if you don't look yeah, you look behind the bar, you see a little skeleton, and of course they're holding a bottle of gin and a eight track. You know, you keep on going. So that's just a good one I wanted to call out. Um, Bioshock in general. Yeah, infinite. I I, I, I have that same kind of theory, but it's it's definitely good world building there. Even though the story's the story, I don't know. We'll leave it at that. I don't it's think a it's a bad different. story. I no, Bioshock in general. No, no. Well, hold on a second. You talking about it. Infinite? Yeah. You talking about how Absolutely. how how it ends? Yes. I fucking it's love kind of, Bioshock. Some Infinite. Silly it's one of my on favorite games. <laughs> I love that game, dude. We can I love for that game. Another hour about that, but uh, another one that I think is probably on a lot of our lists is we've all played Elder Scrolls games. Those are I have Elder Skyrim. Yes. Skyrim's on my list. Those are pretty Absolutely. fantastic. Those are ones that. Not even I. I don't even read everything I pick up because if I find a, I don't know, some town history that's twelve pages long, mm-hmm. I am not sitting Novels. through that. But yeah. you know, some of the environmental storytelling, obviously, in those games and a lot of the quests that you go on, uh, dude, yeah, pretty the, pretty unique and good. Some good stories there. That was one of the things that blew me away. Like the first time I played Skyrim was just the like the sheer amount of lore that they wrote, like. Nobody is ever going to go through and read every single one of those books in <laughs> Skyrim. Do. People, dude, dude, that's you know insane. How this, like, Star Wars nerds, mm-hmm. there are nerds for this stuff. They love it. My brother, uh, when he plays, he would read some of it. I tried reading some of them. It's actually pretty fun. I like, I like reading like the dude, shorter yeah. ones. I read a lot of them, but yeah, some of them, like you said, are like twelve pages long. I'm like, 
I mean, some of them, if they're interesting, I'll, I'll sit through there and skim it or, you know, flip through it and read it. But some of them are like actual book length. I'm like, who is that going to sit here and read all this? It's insane. And it's in their weird Elder Scrolls handwriting stuff. So it's mm-hmm. harder to read than actual regular text. Just like, you know, give me a, I guess they don't write in a sans serif typography, 16 point, you know, <laughs> I can't read this. But at the same time, it, I mean, it just makes it that much a little harder, you know, when you got to read somebody's chicken scratch handwriting. It'd be interesting if they added some form of audio log. I know, like, it's not a tape recorder, but the option to listen to that lore while mm-hmm. I go fuck up some dragons, you know? Yeah, well, yep. just you can always figure out a game mechanic for anything. You can just uh, figure out some memory thing where you touch a dead body and you get to hear its last thoughts or something like that and boom rinse wash repeat elder scrolls does something that many games don't do at least when it comes to like these massive open world games where i'm sorry but like like zelda doesn't even come close to this they don't have like people don't even speak there's no voice acting in that game and I don't think you can kill NPCs. I don't think you can kill them and sleep in their bed. Like, you can do bonkers okay, well, things. don't act like the voice acting is good in those games. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I, I, can we have a... I know. Oh, my God. The acting. The acting in all Elder Scrolls games so far. Well, I guess the ones that have had audio. So bad. You would When they did by uh, Oblivion, I loved it. I played it a lot. And I was like, okay, how did they, I guess, limitations, like five actors did this whole game Mm -hmm. and the voice actors didn't even bother to fucking change their voice, but it is what it is. And I was like, okay, Skyrim's going to have more. They'll have, they have kids in this one. They have old people, young people. So like, like they're making the NPCs more unique, but they had like eight voice actors. I couldn't believe it. Is it because it just takes up too much space? Like why? Will Elder, Elder Scrolls Six have like at least fifty people? I mean, they, like you need a variety of people. There was a behind-the-scenes thing. I don't know, a couple of years ago, when they first announced Elder Scrolls Six, of how they are getting a lot more voice actors and like Get more, more unique actors. NPCs in there. A wave file is a wave file. Yeah, dude, go to the community. Do you know how many friggin' people? Would love. I would love to do a. Pa- I'll, I'll, I'll like just read these fifty lines over and over again, real quick. One of the things I do love about um, Rockstar, I couldn't believe it. I don't know if any other game has done this, but Red Dead Redemption Two. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, are there two versions of every audio file? For you know, like when you go on a quest, you're you're always writing with somebody, and they're kind of like talking at you, and Arthur's always like talking with the person. But if they get too far from you, they'll start yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. So I, it's like this dynamic. Yeah. So it has if the your character and like the other character are too far, it will swap out the audio file and put another audio file in where they will yell instead of talk. Yeah, it's that's which is insane. Super impressive. That's pretty bonkers. I've never thought about that. You didn't notice that? It's in no. the game, and it, I I I saw somebody else like make a comment or heard about somebody making a comment. It might have been Game Scoop. It might have been the Game Scoop crew. They were talking about that, but I was just like, "Yes, that is unreal." Like, do these takes? Imagine being the guy who did Arthur and all the other main characters that you're encountering. They had to do it. 
for everything. That's just pfft. I've never seen something like that. But I wanted to. I just re- like remember that Fallout or whatever. When you get too far away, they just switch over to the walkie-talkie, or like Far Cry or something like that. You know, you just they just put like a take that same voice line and put like a static, you know, radio squelch over it and uh, just keep it running. So that just makes it that much more impressive, I guess. How have we not brought up the Mushroom Kingdom? Uh, I mean, I guess it's obvious as well, like Star Wars. Like, of course I want to be there. Of course I want to play there. I want to... Do you, though? It's amazing. It's I mean, perfect. It's all right. Do you know it's the story, kinda, you know the story of the shit. first Super Mario Brothers? Where all the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom got turned into blocks, and then Mario's just going around smashing blocks, so all, all the residents are just getting killed by That's Mario? Canon. That is canon. Is that canon? That, that is. is. Canon. It was okay. literally in the instruction manual in the original Super Mario Brothers. So the blocks I are people live there. But... The blocks are the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom. Bowser turned them into blocks, and Mario is going around smashing, killing residents. A savage right there. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to live there. Yeah, the whole Mario. I don't know. Historically, Nintendo with their older franchises never did a good job with the naming and I don't think that if they they focus on gameplay and character design and then story I think that's the, gotta be the order I mean it's the Mario Brothers his name is Mario 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 but actually it's yeah so it's Mario Mario Luigi Mario Yoshi has like this absurd name Link from from Zelda is Link Link and it's the Legend of Zelda, but you don't even play as Zelda; you play as Link. But uh, it's just like their names have always been kind of bad. But you know, I don't think anybody's like, "Oh man, what is the story of Super Mario Galaxy 2? I hope it, it's this. You know, who's playing these games for the story? There's no story. No. Surprise! Zelda was kidnapped, and Bowser is going to be the enemy in Mario. Like these are the, it's not what about, they do. Yeah, it's not about the story. It's about yeah. It's about, like you said, it's about the gameplay. It's about the gameplay. Yeah. Which is, but I, I do like running around it. it it's always beautiful. Like I, I've always thought of Nintendo and their their developers as being like the Disney, Pixar of video games. You just know it's going to be good and high quality, you know, and charming and timeless, just like a Pixar movie is. This might be you know? a good transition to our next topic of what we've been playing lately. Um, oh yes, I have been playing um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, specifically Mario Galaxy, for the first time. I'm um, going through Mario I Galaxy. Galaxy. Dude, I wanted it, to. Oh, my God. It looks so good. I love that concept. Dude, it's, yeah. You liking I, it? I think it might be one of my favorite Mario games. Um, Damn. It's so good. It's, have you played all of them? Uh, Is this, like, the only one that you never played? Play, or I've never played the... Galaxy 2. Um, I've never... Uh, I've played most of the mainline ones. Um, but this is a big one. Galaxy's been a big one. But I'm going for the uh, all, all 120 stars. I've never 100%ed a Mario game before, so this one I actually want to do. Like I've been having so much fun playing it that I just want to get everything. Um, but dude, how, how are you playing it? You said on Switch? It's on Switch, yeah. They released that right. Super Mario that 3D All-Stars collection. Really, yeah. yeah, it has uh, Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy in one collection. Um, I played through Super Mario. Never 6- played Sunshine either. I played a little bit of it as a kid, but yeah, I haven't gone back to it since then. But I played Super Mario sixty four for the first time last year when I got it, and that game still holds yeah. up really well. That game like, was pretty did, good. Uh, yeah, like it blew me away when I first played it. Toys R Us back 
when it came out, I was just like, oh my god, 3D Mario. This is amazing. It's really funny playing 64 and Galaxy back-to-back. Um, like, you can see uh, a lot of the inspiration for the control. Like, the controls with, between 64 and Galaxy are almost identical. Like, um, all the moves you can do with the like the side jump, long jump, all that stuff's in there still. But obviously they added some a bunch of new mechanics for Galaxy. But to just playing Galaxy, it just feels so good. Uh, fucking all Mario games feel so good. <laughs> I want to go back yeah. to Odyssey too. Um, I never. I know. Got, I gotta finish it. I never got. You never finish. You didn't even finish the like the main story. I don't finish games, dude. I don't finish games. But Mario is so fucking good because you're always. It's just always introducing some cool mechanic, and it feels great. I love. I love it. I. I do. I. I don't know. I just. I don't know, man. I, I multiplayer is where I'm mostly at. You know how I am with single player games. I, I I can only play against the computer for so long until I'm like, I I need to be challenged. I, and I just forget I have a switch after like because I you know I'm working through all these friggin' amazing PS4 exclusives right now like a dumbass. I mean, who the hell plays God of War, Spider Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, um whatever whatever else is huge uh, final fantasy 7 remake oh my god like i'm playing all these games i got something like days gone i got i, I got all these exclusives that i had that are all amazing and i'm playing through them Ugh. all on ps4 you're, you're clearing out the pile of shame is what you're doing yeah dude and like I, what i want to do is like I, I'll, some of them i love this because like nintendo does this but like Horizon Zero Dawn, it's like, do you want to play this in story mode? Hell yeah, I do. Like, I don't need to fight a dinosaur and hit it like fifty times. How about just five times? Like, don't just like. I love story mode. I honestly like. This could be a segment one day, but like, what games would you finish if they just offered a story mode? You know, because in a way, Elder Scrolls does. You can just adjust the difficulty on the fly of that game. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, this vampire. This is like uh, yeah. too hard. I'll just. I hate know, games. Save and lower it. I hate games that lock you into a difficulty like throughout the whole game. Like, oh, you choose this one at the start, and you're not going to be able to change it ever. Like, you know, I don't know. If, like you said, if you just want to fucking get through a boss real quick, and you don't feel like uh, struggling with it for an hour, just bump down the difficulty and beat the boss and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's no shame. It. it I, I, I felt like I was. Lo- like losing some pride doing like I'll play this in normal and then I'm like ah, I'll not play it on easy yeah. now I'm like how about story what I about you my Dave? time what have you been I value my time more than my pride these days yes I'd I mean, rather I play fun, more games more games that because I mean there's back in the day when you're a kid too you only had five games so if you can't beat it on this difficulty level uh, tough shit I mean you got only got four of the choices now game pass you get like four every two weeks so it's you, you can't even keep up so yeah game pass is ridiculous but yeah what do you what do you, you're always pulling games out and working on things uh what do, what do i got here uh game pass actually added a couple things recently that i've been digging i saw you playing the destroy all humans destroy all humans i dabbled into a little last night it was they actually did a really nice job with that all like up and remastering of everything like i love looks, the artwork it's solid so I, you know, I slaughtered a couple cows, jumped mm-hmm. to the next thing. I'm usually a couple games a night, so 
Uh, there is a game called Armello, which is a uh, digital board game that just came out on, I think that might have actually been Games with Gold, but it is a board game where you're little animals and, you know, making moves around a hexagon map every turn, and it gets, I think Kotaku called it, uh, like, Game of Thrones with animals, and that's kind of exactly that's the most accurate Armello? description. Armello, like okay. Carmelo. That uh, sounds like a very Davy game. It is. It's not pixel based, but it's got actually super good art style to it. Um, some of the controls could be better. The map kind of sucks. The overworld, but I mean, you get around that. But uh, it's a it's a cool game. I wouldn't say it's a you know something that's going to stay in rotation, but you know it's something good. The, the tutorial on it takes a while, and you know. If it's late, you know, it takes it takes a little bit to get through. But uh, that was one. Uh, yes, Your Grace. Uh, was on Game I Pass. played that for like 10 minutes or something like that. I, I, I was like, I'm, I just squeezed it in. I was like, ooh, oh, all right, now's not the time to play this. And I keep, I, I want to play it. You happy with that? I know you've been dabbling with it. It's cool. I went through the first, my first run, basically, of it. And um, the villagers got angry and came into my kingdom or into my castle with pitchforks and murdered me but more or less you're just trying to run a kingdom and you know that in like 22 months the bad guys the wildlings are coming across the wall and the wildlings are coming to kill you so you gotta make nice with some lords and ladies and you know are you gonna give farmer money or are you gonna give the gypsies from the wood the money so do you pretend you're Ned Stark in season one is that what you're really doing that's yes. You're just trying to play, play straight and narrow. But you know, we see how well that went for Ned. So that's kind of what yeah. happened my way. But uh, that's actually a super good game. It's got a, a good thing to it. But uh, the other one this week, it's kind of interesting. Is Five Dates. That's the game with the lady. So me and the wife have been playing. It's a uh, what do you call it? I don't know which category you put it into. A, a video, choose your own adventure, full motion video. Is it interactive? Like, they call like it an interactive like rom com. Like same, I believe. Genre. So, uh, you're a guy who is in the pandemic, and you're starting to digital date and fill out your profile. You know, pick out your picture. You pick out where you work and stuff. And you get the five same girls, and you pick pick three to go on digital dates with and you gotta like you know schmooze with them a little buddy, a bit and you got your you got your best buddy who's pumping you up before each date with his little video chats but it's it's a good girlfriend couch game you can get through the entire thing in like two hours I'd say you can make one run through it with you know and end up with a decent ending and you know we ended up playing it a couple nights this week Ended up dating two different girls. You know, it was uh, it was interesting. It's, I it's got a little bit of replayability where you you know you might want to see a couple of them, but after that, you know, it's kind of off to the side. But that one's only you know twelve bucks, something like that. I feel like that's a good Game Pass game, honestly, because yeah. just because of what you said. Because yeah, like it's unique and you want to experience. And I've played those kind of games before. There was a other one too that we played that was on game pass like just put something like that on game pass because that's what i play that's what i pay game pass for the games that i kind of want to dabble in probably don't want to 
don't want to buy outright because if I'm buying a game, it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just going to wait for the deal, DLC, wait for the deal, like the price to drop, especially single player games. It's really hard for me to be like, really? Dude, yeah. I got to play this now. I'm struggling with that because um, we got Returnal that just came out. We got Is Pol- that good? I haven't played it's it. Good reviews, right? Oh, okay. But I've, I've seen like some streams of it and it, it looks really fun. Returnal, Pokemon Snap, <laughs> um, Resident Evil 8, and then. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart comes out next month. Ooh, I gotta see this trailer. They're saying the animation is like stellar. Yeah. I can't decide what to buy, man. I can't buy oh, like four seventy dollar games. Like I think I'm gonna wait for Ratchet and Clank, um, just because I think I'm most excited about that one. And I, I know the other games will probably go on sale, but Ratchet and Clank I think is the one that I'm most excited for. It looks insane. Gotta have a PS5 to play it though. Which I do have. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Sad trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave and I are Xbox mainly. Um, I got it. I was a PC gamer. I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Never had a Sega, but I, I thought Sonic was super cool. And then I remember getting a PC. I was a big PC gamer. Dabbled with the first PlayStation love PC and PC gaming was so I mean it's so cool and I just don't do it anymore but and then I got um, an X I, I, I played my brother's Halo at his house or his apartment or whatever back in the day and it's just like this game looks lame you can't play first person I was playing Counter-Strike as competitive as I could go with it um, and I remember playing Halo and I'm like this is amazing a first-person shooter that plays well on a console, and that was it. Halo still holds up. Just the first one still holds up. It's so Dude, impressive. But what ben, Bungie did, I just replayed that. that. <laughs> I just re- or yeah, I played through the entire campaign of the first Halo last year, and dude, yeah, like you said, it still holds I wanna, up. It's still so fun. So it, you're making me think of something that I've always wanted to talk about. I always forget, and it's. And it still goes on today, and we've kind of talked around it already, but, like, this is the first game I can kind of think of. I know it's not the first, but, like, it's one of the first games I can think of where, and I like to play video games with headphones. Um, It lets me play games at night. We're all dads, right? We all get this. So, like, you kind of play games at night when everybody's asleep. But I've all, just, like, growing up, too, I just like to kind of get immersed and stuff like that. And Cortana always speaking into my ears like I felt like the Master Chief in the game you know I would just be playing it and then the, the action would kick in and she'd be saying things and all this stuff and I, I always thought that was like a really cool thing and other games do that the audio logs do it a little bit where you just, you're playing but somebody's always talking to you the Arkham games the villain is always like taking over the city and chatting at you and always talking at you and I don't know I just like games where like the AI or somebody can always like even Call of Duty like you're if you notice there's always like somebody buzzing in your ear giving you commands i've always liked that a firewatch is another example mm-hmm. where you're the one woman with, with a, the walkie-talkie she's at the other uh tower where she's communicating to you uh i don't know i just want to bring that up i just always thought that was really cool how cortana's like in my head just like yes like i'm master chief of course she's gonna be talking to me like this so i thought that was kind of cool that's a cool game. I actually have that listed as one of the worlds I, I kind of want to explore. 
um, or live in or something like that. Like Shit. the Halo universe. I thought that was always it's our world, but there's aliens in it. Um, yeah, yeah is this cool. shit all blown up though. That well, I guess it's a whole different discussion. Well, the first alien, the fir- yeah, it's weird. I, I was picking on like Nintendo with their naming. Here I am, like Xbox guy, and I'm like, yes, freaking. It's called Halo. You play as Master Chief. It's called Halo, and you blow up the first Halo and the first spoilers for a twenty year old game. But like, you blow up the first Halo. It's not Halos, it's Halo. You blew up the first Halo, and now there's like other Halos. I don't know, it's just, it's a sloppy name, but it's cool to say, I think. Hmm. All right, uh, I think we should move on. Let's get into, I didn't really talk about games I'm playing. Actually, I can do that really quick. I just want to throw this out there. I'm working on Red Dead. I have so many games I'm working on. Red Dead Redemption 2, because it's forever. And it's just, Still playing it. God of War, Spider-Man, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Doom Eternal, Far Cry 5. I only have like the sister and then the main guy at the end. I'm, I'm pretty close to that one. Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, because I will go back to it, Avengers, and I don't know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey I think is a fun game. Like I, I do want to get back to um, playing that game, but it's been out for a while. Problem with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you're always you're always kind of like Assassin's Creed is always like you're always like doing the same thing. You're just constantly, you know, like I don't know, just hunt down this person. I don't know. There's no variety really. Tried and true game design, but you know, right? Eric, remember we were talking about that, like like how stupid it was where they just say like a warthog in a certain area will slaughter me if I'm not a high enough level. It makes no sense. Dude, I hate that. I hate that shit. So the much level, attention to the world. The level gating and, yeah, especially uh, level gating. The, yeah. the new Assassin's Creed and Origins and Odyssey. I Yeah, I hate that. Um, it just makes... It's super annoying. Yeah. It makes you feel like shit. It ruins you're like, it. You just, yeah, you go into an area, oh, dead in two hits. I guess I can't go here until I level up, like, five more levels. And... It really annoyed me because story missions were level gated too. So like I would be like level 20 and my next story mission I would have to be like level I don't know 28. And so I would have to grind and do like side quests and side grinding. missions to progress in the story. It's it was yes. super annoying. Once I get a taste of grind, I I put the controller down. I can't I just like all right, I I I guess I've experienced all this game has to give me. I'm grinding at this point and I've done this. So nobody is going to be impressed with me if I keep going. Like it's really for my own self-pleasure. So once I notice the grind, I'm like I'm out. I'll come back when I want to experience this gameplay, but if yeah, once if, I kind of tap out. If the gameplay loop is fun enough, I'm fine with grinding, yes. but usually I'm like if it gets too repetitive, I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. Right, which is cool about games like um, like Breath of the Wild or like uh, Red Dead or um, you know, Elder Scrolls is the dynamic questing. You, can, you know, once you get once you can get bored, well, no, once Dude. you get bored, you could just be like, I'll just be a thief now, or I'll just <laughs> whatever. You can just change up your weapon system and just make the game totally different. You know, like I'll be. I'll be a really nice guy in Red Dead Redemption with Arthur. And then other times, like, you know what? I'm just going to 
I'm just gonna shoot my way through this one. I don't really care. I just want the gold and buy something or something like that. You know, like well, Breath of the Wild, you can start up the game and go to the final boss right away. Yeah, if you're like, if you played the game like 20 times, you know every how nobody can just do that. Here you go. You can be there right now if you want. No, you, you gotta. But yes, it speed is kind of cool, baby. potentially. Yeah, speedrunners, which is weird. I can't believe people have like interest in doing that. Like, don't you have any other hobby? Like running piano or like, like you're really just gonna master Donkey Kong or something like that, like whatever. It's just weird. Donkey Kong Country. Like I'm a speedrunner for that. Like not to knock them. I mean, like if that's what you're into, but it's just to me, it's just ugh. like I can barely get through a game. You want to master? You want to speedrun these games? I don't even know how it's even possible. People beat these games. I, I am impressed with the headlines. Like, somebody beats, like, Super Mario in, like, two minutes. Not even. It's probably something like 30 seconds. It's insane. Yeah. I, I like to do any of this stuff. You gotta like get the, good, the no glitch ones. Ones that mm-hmm. without glitches are good when you see the, some of the shit that people pull off. Like, you watch somebody beat Super Mario World in 12 minutes, and you're like, that with took like me, like, took me like, fucking controller. four weeks when I was a kid. Yeah. So... Uh, there's varying levels of uh, of that, I'd say. Yeah, and then other, the, games, you know, other games, you get, like, they'll glitch through a wall and they just get to the end of the game, and then it's like, yep, that beat it in two minutes. Cool. Yeah, that's lame. They should be shamed. But the opposite of uh, speedrunning is playing the game. <laughs> and what's hard and expected at the end is a boss of some level so I, I was kind of curious like what are some of the boss fights that you guys would pick um, I'll go real quick just to kind of because I need to get this out and I, I don't know Eric if you ever played it but like boss fights are always like um, bullet sponges growing up like that was just always the case like there's the average guys and then the bosses were just bigger and they just absorbed more bullets or punches whatever but then a game called Metal Gear Solid came out and for many reasons, that game blew me away. I didn't know you could do that in general with a game. It was like a movie. I was like, this is next-gen. That was a next-gen moment. Like Sometimes you don't really get the next-gen feeling. Sometimes a generation will come around and be like, this is like, we've, I've never experienced this before. But and it, I was already set in that game. Like This is a game that I'll never forget, and I'm loving every encounter. But when I got the Psycho Mantis... It was, it was surreal, dude. It was so. Dave, did you play that game back in the day? I have uh, never played Metal Gear. Oh and my I, god! Yeah, and Eric, I, you haven't, right? I may have. I may I have played. dabbled in two a little bit, but I never stuck. Yeah. I, so the only okay, one I've played is not... a little bit of five, but yeah, I know, I know this, I know about Psycho Mantis fight. Dude, it is so. The fact that they, it was just so cool because so many things are going on, right? And you're just like blown away that this game exists, and you're really into this world. It's really it kind of I don't know how far this is, like halfway point, maybe like three quarters or something like that, maybe towards the end. I don't know, but it's been a long time. But when you, you have like memory cards, and like you're using memory cards, and it was like storage was a big deal back then. So it's like you're very careful with your 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 memory discs and your, your memory cards, and when you put it in, it was just insane. Maybe because there weren't that many games out at the time, but it would read and mock you. He would mock you for mm-hmm. what games were on your memory card, and I was just like, "This is crazy!" And it is so 
in character with the char- like that guy, like Psychomantis, who's just like, this is the character who would do this. And then I was just instantly blown away when you had to unplug your controller from port one and put it in two. And he would constantly like shake your controls and mess with you. It was just, I don't know. To this day, maybe it's a gimmick now, but like I just never, ever, not even close experienced a boss fight like that, you know? I could see something like Gladys from Portal, because she's a fantastic... That was a good one. Yep. Intent, yeah. Good one. But she never really did anything other than... She's a fantastic villain, but she'd never mm. mess with you like that, but... That, that was the only time I thought might happen, but yeah, I'm curious what you guys thought. I had to get that one out there because it's. I was around for it. And I was just fucking blown away. It's to this day, just oh, love it. Uh, I'll bring uh, I'll bring one up. Um, then he, we've all played the God of War 2018, right? I haven't Absolutely. finished it yet, but like that opening fight is sick and dude. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's what I was talking. Yeah, the boulder fight. Like yeah, I'm like a third or halfway through. I had that Dude, yeah. Oh my God! Like that—that that is just a fight that sets the tone you for that entire watching, game. You think you're watching a movie, dude? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like it's so like cinematic and like oh, it's just the way they're flying around, just punching the shit out of each other. Just so fucking good. Um, I know you guys aren't. I probably have never seen Dragon Ball Z at all, but I love Dragon Ball Z, and that is just like the embodiment of like a Dragon Ball Z fight where they're just flying around. Just punching the crap out of each other. Oh yeah, and oh, it's, I, I mean, they got those vibes. Absolutely. It, yeah, Absolutely I just love that vibe. Um, fucking, oh my god, so good. Just throwing boulders at each other. Like that is a way. That is one way to set the tone for a game. Right. Yeah. When I got that game was like kind of cool and slow in the beginning, and I was like the kid's charming, or whatever. But when he shows up to your house, when you get back, I was just like, whoa. That was awesome. That was like a really cool intro battle or fight, boss fight. Yeah, that's a good call. It's probably probably one of the best opening boss fights in a game. Yeah, I mean, uh, God of War in general. God of War in general, I have on my. I, I have like I have four of them on here mm-hmm. from just like multiple games because the sheer scope of yeah. some of the things oh that God. fucking Kratos is doing when he's like riding on the back of a titan and like one section of an entire boss fight might be you crawling up his forearm or something like that mm-hmm. like they turn their boss fights into more than uh just like learning the pattern or whatever you there's an actually almost like a story to the actual boss fight where just the cinematic nature of it and then you know goes from one piece to the next so between yeah, yeah that's I, pretty sweet. sisters of fate aries at the end of one hades and two like or Hades and one. I don't know. Could I go back and play those today and enjoy them? Absolutely. I, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. They are. They're not mine. I wouldn't so get bored. Good. Like, okay. Third person character action. I mean, they have I like tried a fixed playing, like, camera. They'll make cry games, and I I couldn't get into those. I'm like, these are like lame. I don't know. I couldn't get into them. But I got, I've always liked Greek mythology, so I I, I probably would just like it because of the world. And Kratos is pretty sweet. Uh, one I, another one I have my listed. I don't know if you guys have either played this one, but the Xbox Ninja Gaiden, whether it's Ninja Gaiden oh, Black or Sigma. Yeah, or, those were good. And those yeah, good. I, yeah, I actually wrote that down. It's not, it's not the, it's not the actual design of it. It was just the 
I don't know, the punishing nature of those fights where, like, you fuck up once and, you know, you might as well just start again. So the one the one with Alma and Ninja Gaiden 1 was just kind of ridiculous. But those games in general do not fuck around. Those games are punishing. Um, and I that's why I had, like, Cuphead. Because all it is is boss fights. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard, but, dude, it's a fucking... It's stunning, it's beautiful, and it's fun to play, especially with a friend, but... Um, that's all boss fights and it's the same thing they make one mistake and it's like oh god that means I can't make any more from here on out or something like that like if I'm going to make a mistake it better be like late in the fight yeah that one's a a good one I still haven't beat it that one's actually nice though because they kind of give you the simple and regular versions of the boss fights oh yeah and I do the simple nowadays so you can kind of tone it down a little bit if you're not into getting the shit kicked out of you over and over and over again but uh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. One I want one I want to bring up one. Well, it's really two from a one game, um, which you got. Neither of you guys have played The Last of Us Part Two, have you? No, no, I have no interest in playing it. But neither of you are gonna play it, so you don't care if I spoil it. No, I already know the whole. The I whole may plot, play yeah. it, but I I have yet to get a spoiler warning go for it Uh, okay i know that like you and that girl like go at it at the end or something yeah so so the daughter of the scientist or whatever yeah so there's two times um so there's uh the two characters are ellie and abby um ellie Mm -hmm. is one of the main characters from the first game so correct yeah so you spend the entire first game with her um and so halfway through the second game, she's your companion in she's the first your, one, right? Yeah, you she's your companion her, in the right? first one. I never finished. Yeah. And you, yep, and you play as her in the first half of the second game. But in the second half of the second game, you switch perspectives to this other girl named Abby, who is set up as the villain at the beginning Protagon. of part two. Antagonist, yes. Yeah. Yes. So as you play through as Abby, just smart. Yeah, you begin to risky. Yeah, definitely. You begin to empathize with her and, you know, see it from her perspective, um, which is kind of the whole point of the game. And then, like, at the midway point, um, uh, you confront Ellie, um, and you basically, you know, you you two got to go at it. You got to beat the shit out of each other. Um, And it's just, it's so crazy because you spent this entire first game with this character that you know and love, and you are basically fighting to the death with her. It turns out, like, they both, in the first fight against each other, they both let each other go, go each other their separate ways. Um, and then, yeah, but somebody, like, lost some fingers, right? Didn't Ellie lose fingers or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but... Can't play guitar. Yeah. yeah, so you change back to Ellie again towards the end of the game, and basically as Ellie, the last act is you're going back to find Abby to kill her because you, you can't get over this whole revenge plot, or Ellie can't get over this whole revenge plot she has for her. So she goes, well, of course, because yeah. of, I won't, we won't bring that part up, but we know why. Yes. Right. Can't blame her. So, yeah, she goes back to find Abby, um, and so you spend all these hours with Abby. She now become, you know, becomes some a character that you empathize with, and as Ellie, you have to go back and then beat the shit out of Abby. So it's like, I don't know, that's the first time in a boss fight where I've felt like, I don't want to do this, you know. I don't want to be right, but why beating people, up this but character. But they did that on purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I know they've done that with like Game of Thrones, you know, with like Jamie Lannister. 
they they introduce him in episode one it's like the fucking worst guy in the world pushing a kid out the window banging his sister like it's he's like a scumbag and you don't want him to freaking die by the end exactly. of the show like you're just like i don't care jamie survive you know like <laughs> but but we're not going to kill it that's gonna be it's tougher like for was it naughty dog that mm-hmm. made yeah yeah yep. naughty dog they knew what they were doing they they wanted you to have this exactly i don't want to do it you can't you have to do it like i know this is total spoilers but you have to do it you do have yeah like i there was a few times where i was yeah there was a few times where i was just waiting to see what would happen um and like the final boss fight like abby would just kill you and then you'd have to restart it again so you couldn't like you couldn't choose to not do it um so so you had to do something you didn't want to do um and that I don't know that moment for me was it was pretty emotional um, for a lot of people that whole switcheroo thing didn't work but it worked it's, it's a very risk, well Metal Gear Solid 2 did it and it was like I put the controller down when I had to play the next guy I'm like I'm sorry I did not sign up for the other guy I can't Halo 2 did this with the Arbiter we play Halo because we like being Master Chief Master Chief is this like fucking awesome machine and then the Halo 2 is like, it's bigger, it's better, and it is. Also, we didn't tell you, surprise, you're going to play as an enemy character and understand their perspective. Like, oh my god. You know, it, it, it rubbed people the wrong It's a risky move to, to do that to the gamers, for sure. To the I think, fans. yeah, I think, I think in, my, yeah, you liked it. in my personal opinion, Naughty Dog, I think, pulled it off so well. Um, just They're with, one of the best their studios out there. Yeah. Uh, I was instantly blown away with Uncharted Four, but go ahead. So yeah, that that was one I I wanted to bring up because that it was yeah that was probably the emo- most emotional I've been during a, a boss fight. I and I want to talk about emotions in video games because we know that it's not often that you get to have your emotions pulled in a game. You know, I don't know, but we'll we'll, we'll save that for another time. But that's a, that's a good one. I have some good ones for that. <laughs> That yeah, be, I do too. I'm, actually, yeah, I'm pretty sensitive with that kind yeah, of stuff. Edith, so Edith Finch and all oh that my, shit. Um, don't even, don't even bring up Edith Finch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. I, um, yeah, I'll start crying right here. Oh, ooh, we're gonna get you to cry. Um, I want to throw in uh, real quick with boss fights. In is a, I don't. Would you call the Big Daddy a boss fight? But like when you're walking into an area, especially in the first game. Uh, you would just hear this and it would just shake and it, like I said I wear headphones and I would just hear like his moan like a wail off in the distance but I knew it was a big daddy <laughs> and he would just shatter the ground and you think oh he's really close I can tell a big daddy's really close I can hear him he's got to be right around the corner but then he but he's farther the big daddies are so big and your controller would shake, and it would be so loud. And when you fought one, dude, it was scary. I don't know if that game is a scary game. It's kind of scary. But Big Daddies, man, it was like... And it's a boss fight you can avoid. Like, I can... You typically, unless it's a, a plot point or something like that, or whatever. You cannot fight them. You can kind of go around them. Um, they they really they won't like attack you until you actually... Until you get... Try and go after the little sister or whatever, so... Yeah... You got. You can kind of set yourself up a little bit, and that kind of makes it a little more climatic when you actually pull that trigger and start to uh, try and take the big boy down. Yeah, but yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Um, you know, the ending 
uh, boss fight or lack thereof for that game is trash. But um, the bo- the big daddies were always cool, and that's that's an, it's an interesting concept uh, to have like these selective bosses that you could or could not encounter. I guess like Skyrim does that with dragons where you're on a quest and you're like alright cool I know where to go and you walk out of an inn and there's like and a dragon's attacking you're like I could save this village or I could get the fuck out of here you know uh, that's always kind of cool um, yeah, I know we're gonna go cards. what's that oh I know but they suck they're so stupid they just sit there and shoot, ar- shoot arrows for the next four hours up into the sky and just yeah kind of just stand in the same spot you know they'll 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 take it down eventually, though. They'll be good. I just, I just get as close as I can without it seeing me. And I would just whack the shit out of it, and it would go down. And... Yeah, um, I, Eric, I know you. We have a game. Um, Do have I don't a know game. if you want to like throw any more. I don't know if you want to put a, like one more boss fight in there, or if you're ready to um, perform o- some mayhem. The only other boss fight I had on here for me was uh, Father Gascoigne. Wizard of Zelda. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Father Gascoigne from Bloodborne. Um, I know. Dude, ne- is neither- Bloodborne really that good? Dude, Bloodborne. Oh my god, it's the first Souls game, whatever Souls like game yeah, that that has yeah, actually yeah. grabbed me. Um, I didn't. I haven't beaten mm-hmm. it yet. I probably played about fifteen hours of it, but that Father Gascoigne fight. It's funny because I only brought this one up because everyone like before I even played Bloodborne, everyone was talking about how hard this boss fight was. Um, and they're like, oh, like it's near the beginning of the game. I think it's the second boss. Hard fight. and fun. Yeah, I, I I thought it was fun, and the reason I thought it was fun was because I beat him on my first try. <laughs> so everybody was talking about how hard this boss fight was. That's all I heard. Like the Father Gas Coin fight, it's so difficult because it's the second boss fight in the game, and it's kind of like you your like real test of your abilities in Bloodborne, like. You know um, whether you're gonna go forward with this and stick with it or not um, so when I beat that on my first try I was like I don't know I was just like stunned like I just had to go out there and be like am I good at Bloodborne now because I beat Father Gascoigne on my first try um, and everybody's like yeah you're pretty good I'm like okay that boosted my confidence so that's kind of why I kept going with Bloodborne but um, I want to get back to it but that was just a quick one I wanted to bring up I want to go back. I want to try it again. Uh, I tried playing that game like a freaking third-person action game, and I couldn't get past like the first. Yeah, you can't do that. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, all right. I did the same thing happened with Dark Souls. Was like, not the point of it. It's kind of like it's like Ninja Gaiden or whatever. Same shit. It's just like Ninja yeah, the, slow down. the original Dark Souls. Let's just remember. Yeah, the OG exactly. Um, and here's a question: Why are they called boss fights? Like boss like they are employees and they, there's a system there's a hierarchy like how can a monster be a boss i don't know it's weird why, why did the name stick it's got to come from something like i can see like double dragon and then like you get to the boss because yeah boss right, you know, right. Like, these are like thugs but because it's I, like I, I the know if they're... like the most powerful or not you know like a powerful person above you or something i don't know I yeah, don't know where that term comes from. When you play a game from. like Bioshock, the you get to the final guy and he like blows his own brains out, and you don't you don't get to fight him. So it's like, sorry, spoilers for a game that's been out for like ten fucking years, but shame on you for not playing <gasps> that game. Um, yeah, but pff, uh, whatever. Sorry for ruining it, Eric. I think you haven't played it yet. 
No, I don't. That's right. fine. I listen. There's been so many games that have been spoiled for me, but I just don't remember what it, the, what you know, the twist is or whatever. So usually when it's I, the ride there, not the destination, anyways. Yeah, when I when I if I ever go back to Bioshock, I don't think I'll remember that. Same with uh, Kotor. I'm pretty sure I've been spoiled on that, but I don't remember what the actual twist is. I beat Kotor, and I don't remember it. That was long, long, long time ago. I remember the plot twist, but I don't. Well, that. Yeah, maybe it all happens at the end or something like that. Keep it to myself. But, yeah, but you know, that's, that's what I had. That was my my list for like um fights. Oh, I I think I, I didn't play too much of Destiny two, but Destiny one I remember the the boss fights in that were really fun. You know, a little spongy, but still, mm-hmm. um, you had you had the teamwork and you had skill and it was just that bungee Mc, bungee gameplay you know that loop um so i just thought that was kind of and any obviously anytime you fight bowser in a super mario game it's always like a good boss fight but nintendo knows how to do boss fights i guess yep it's the uh the rule of three three hits and the and the boss is dead in all mario games yeah yes yeah <laughs> yeah um all right well i think i think we i think we beat beat up this topic um, so yeah, let's uh, let's debut our first game on our first episode on our first podcast. So let's we're it. calling it the Metacritic Mayhem, right? Yeah, Metacritic Mayhem. Um, yeah, you want to break this down real quick? Yeah, we'll go over the rules real quick. Um, so basically, uh, right here we're doing three rounds, um, two games each. Uh, so for each game. Um, in the first part, uh, each of you guys will have to guess which game has the higher Metacritic score. Um, and like I said, you guys can both guess the same game if you want. Um, but if you get it right, you get one point. Um, and then the tiebreaker is going for that round is going to be guessing the actual Metacritic score of that game. Um, and whoever gets the closest gets one point. And if you get it exactly right, you get five points. Um, so we're gonna do this. Ooh. Yep, we're gonna do this Ooh. for three rounds, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's Brandon versus Dave okay. for this first one. So we'll start with round one. Each more about I've forgotten more about games these days than I actually do remember. So we'll see how this goes. You just have to guess a game and a number. I think you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So each. I didn't really make this intentional, but each uh, round has a theme. So the first round is Halo themed, okay? So we're starting simple. This is Halo Combat Evolved versus Halo 2. Which game is rated higher on Metacritic? Brandon, you guess first. Oh, this is easy. Oh, man. All right, well, I think think Halo 2. Oh, I was going to say, disclaimer, these are both the Xbox versions. Not the PC. Right, like, it was like OG when they first came out, like back in... Yes. yes. Yep. Right, because Halo, Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2 came out on Xbox. Yep. And then Halo 3 was on 360. Halo That's 4 right. was on 360. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, I was around for when these games came out. Uh, I was blown away by Halo 1. I Halo 1 didn't have as much story, but personally, I'm more attached to Halo 1. Okay. I love Halo 1. I would personally give it a higher score, but I want to say Halo 2 just did everything that Halo 1 promised, but Live wasn't around. So Halo 2 kind of said, hey, here's what Xbox, here's what Microsoft wants to do with Xbox Live. 
and it was a game-changing moment for me. I remember that. So I'm going to go with Halo 2. There was a lot of hype, and I think it delivered. I don't remember people being pissed. Dave, what, what yeah. say you? I, I think I kind of agree with that same logic where the the multiplayer aspect of 2 kind of puts it over the top where, yeah. I don't know, it just it's a more of a well-rounded game. Um, there's more to it. It's got a better replayability and longevity with having being able to shoot your friends. So I also right. will go with Halo 2. All right, both going with Halo 2. Okay. The higher rated game on Metacritic is Halo Combat Evolved. Get out! Oh, oh wow! All right, sweet. Zero Son points. Of a biscuit. That is so shocking. Okay, so yeah, part two of round one is gonna be guessing the Metacritic score, the actual score of Halo Combat Evolved, and whoever's closer gets the point. All right. Combat Evolved. Uh, that's that's the very first one, correct? Yep. That's yes. Can't, yeah, a little remaster yeah. where you can hit the select and switch back and forth. That's and Master Chief Collection. That's yeah. So we're talking about original Halo okay. Combat Evolved yeah. on Xbox. You're in the early 2000s, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? Dave can go first because I went first and I yeah, gave. I feel is, like I helped him. This is. Uh, I have a feeling it's gonna be pretty high, obviously, because it's the original Halo. Higher than Halo 2. It's going to be in the. It's got to be. Um, is this is this the. Is this critical or audience score? Um, I believe it's. I'm not sure. It's whatever the big green number on Metacritic is. I'm going to say 96. Okay. Damn you. It's up there. It's up there. It's for, high. It's got to be good. For not Halo Met. For Halo Metacritic, right? Yeah. Halo, I'm sorry. So Halo yeah, this is evolved. Yeah. This is the critic score, by the. This is based on critic okay. reviews. Okay. You said 96. That was my number. So I'm gonna go with uh, 97. So like Brandon. Price. Brandon gets it exactly right at 97. Oh my god. Ooh. So Brandon gets five I points. I almost went with 98. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon gets so five points. Yep. Five. And are we that. playing? Uh, Price is right rules closest without going over for future. I would say no, because then that could net out with like someone with like a zero point round, which I'd rather have one point per round. So I go closest with closest within higher low. Okay, so Brandon takes it. Brandon scores five nothing to to Brandon. Okay, round two. What's our prize today too? Do we have a do we have a prize that we're playing for today? The satisfaction of victory. Yep. (laughs) I want to. All expenses trip to space camp. Okay. In the year two thousand one hundred and fifty-eight, I will give you all the money in my bank account. (laughs) (laughs) All right, round two. If you win, round two. The theme. Both of these games came out in two thousand ten. Okay. So. Ooh. Okay. I love. This is a good era. The two games. Two thousand ten was a banger of a year. Um. So the two games are Red Dead Redemption and Mass Effect Two. Which game is higher, more higher rated on Metacritic? Oh shit, man, Eric, you're making this hard. Wow, I never finished Red Dead Redemption. I remember that, but I played a lot of it. I liked it. Um, uh, John Marston was a great character. 
Dave's got the Red Dead. Mass Effect right Two is the only good Mass Effect game in my opinion. I think the others are. I think the first under delivered, but it was okay. It was fun. I I beat it, and three was. It was good. Then, like, the Xbox One came out, and I just kind of just stopped playing it. It was on the old console, and I just never went back. And it was okay. Two was really good. Um, Man, this is a tough one. I don't know, Dave. You want to take a shot at this? I, I know. I already know where I'm going. I uh, Okay. Let's let's hear it. Yeah, which one? Which one? Uh, first shout-out to the Mass Effect 2 uh, mining rap song. That is a, uh, it's a banger on YouTube if, you ever, if you're ever out there. <laughs> looking around for uh, some good video game rap, but I think the the better, more polished game here is oh, going to be... Wait, hold red. on. Before you before you say anything, mm-hmm. disclaimer, mm-hmm. Both, these are the Xbox 360 versions for both of them. Just getting that okay. out there. Yeah, that's fine. Sure, okay. I'm going with Red Dead Redemption. I think that is one of the few games that I've gone through and 100%ed um, hunting down every chipmunk in the woods and all that kind of crap. <laughs> Uh, that one, I've beaten both games, but that one kind of stuck with me. And, you uh, hogtied women and put them on train tracks tra- and watched them get <laughs> over. We all know that, Dave. How dare Who you? didn't do that? Lie to us. I know. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't think of that, and then somebody told me you could do that, and then I did it. I'm glad I didn't just come up with that shit. I'm glad you <laughs> I'm picked sure that, Dave, because I'm going to go with Mass Effect 2. I remember Mass Effect 2 being the fucking huge deal, and I remember people really enjoying it. I want to say I even know the number. But, right. I don't know, Eric? Lock it in. Okay. Um, the correct answer is Mass Effect 2. Brandon with one <laughs> yep. point. Another point. Brandon's up yep. to six. Uh, right. yep. I'm going I'm to give you a number. Okay. Brandon's give ready you for the number. 98 for that Mass Effect 2. Okay. All right. Uh, Dave, what and about you? drink. The train. Drink. <laughs> yes. The plane, the plane, and the train. Uh... Am I guessing Red Dead or Mass Effect? Well, Mass Effect Two is the higher, more higher rated uh, game, so Mass Effect Two. If they guess <sighs> the score for that one, Brandon guessed ninety-eight, and I had ninety-seven written down for Red Dead. So I guess I'm going to go one lower, and I'm going to go with a ninety-seven for Mass Effect Two. You go ninety-seven Mass Effect Two. Mm-hmm. Dave, you get the point for that one. Hey, one for the good guys. All right, so Damn. that means Brandon it was has six points. It, the exact score was ninety six. So oh, one off, really? One off. Wait, well, hold on a second. What was, what the hell was Red Dead Redemption then? Ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, Halo Two. I didn't say it. That was a ninety five. Also. Hmm. Okay. All right, so it's uh, six. Uh, Brandon has six points, and Dave has one point. So Dave, you gotta get you gotta get exactly on on this next one to uh, to be in it. No problem. All right, so just keep track of the score here. Okay, last round. Um, the theme is Bethesda. I know we all love Bethesda here, so these are two Ooh. Bethesda games. Um, and probably two, well, these are two of my personal favorite games. I'm sure they're two of yours as well. Um, we have Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, and Fallout 3. Both the Xbox 360 oh. versions. Okay. Hmm. 
how could Skyrim not be better than Fallout? I'm sorry. How? I'm going to go with three. Skyrim on The this. best Fallout game is Fallout 3. It was good. It was fun. I did like that. I don't really get into those post-apocalyptic games, I mean, but I remember enjoying it. Can I have a uh, release date um, year for these games? Sure. Well, Skyrim came out before Fallout. Skyrim was 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fallout 3 was t- Fallout October 28th, 2008. 2008? It was before. Ah, see? So it must be thinking of Oblivion and then, okay. Right. Skyrim was standing on the shoulders of Fallout 3, and that's, that's how it got to its prominence, really. So uh, I think I'm going to go and give one of my personal favorite games the the go ahead here. I'm going to go with Fallout 3 over Skyrim. So considering Dave... it was considering it was a, a earlier and it was I don't know, it was Bethesda's first run into pick, Fallout yeah. game and it kind of uh I don't know, exploded the franchise from when it went from Interplay or Black Isle or wherever it was before and gotten Bethesda's hands. Okay, so Brandon, you guess Skyrim, Dave, Fallout 3? It's, uh, yes. Skyrim Lock it in, final answer. is the higher rated game on Metacritic. No. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, I don't remember anybody like not praising that game. It was like instantly adored. Now the question is, what was the score of that what game? What was the imagine. score of Skyrim now, on Xbox 360? I don't mind. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't mind giving this my score first in this because I think we all are aware that Bethesda releases buggy games. We already beat up the the audio, like the the voice acting. Like that's not a good. It's not a perfect game. Like when I look at games like what we've been playing lately, we've been lucky to play some amazing, perfect games. And if I if I looked at like something like Red Dead Redemption Two. And it's not like my, one of my favorite games, but I'm just blown away that game exists. And then I look at what they've done and so much detail. Then I look at Bethesda, and it's like they always had that buggy shit in their games, and it's just kind of wonky, and the acting's always bad, but. The animation's you know, it's like, it's bad. Like the, animation's bad. <clears throat> like, go to a city, and it's got like 50 people in it, kind of thing. But. By the you, way. If you get past that stuff, it's. By, by the way, the score is 7. Brandon, Dave won, um, so it is impossible for Dave to win. So you're just playing. <laughs> you're just playing for pride at this point. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I'll just wrap it up and just say that Skyrim, knowing that it's not a perfect game, but it is damn good, and we all adore it. I'm gonna give it a ninety. God, how do you give that game an... It's not... I mean, it's got issues. I'm going to give it an 89. I'm stupid. I'm just going to give it an 89. <laughs> this is the Xbox what? 360 version, which um, is was the better version out of the console versions. PS3 was not as good as the Xbox 360, but that's just a disclaimer, but... Okay. Are you locking in? 89, 89 what do you think? I went low. Yeah, I was just like, could it break in the 90s? That is a batshit insane answer. I'm going to go with a a 95. Dave is one off. The score was 96. (sighs) So Dave gets that point. But Brandon wins overall. 
I'm trying to factor in, you're, you're basically measuring how many nines or tens it has. Like, how, which which way did it tip the scale? Like, nobody right. gave it an 80-something. I did. I just gave it an 89. <laughs> in the future, I'll have because, to choose. Because, man. Uh, yeah. I that's chose, not fair, though. Yeah. I, I mean, it is amazing. But it it's is. amazing. But, like, there is some nasty shit some, in that game. Like, yeah. if any other games did that, like, if you were playing whatever, like, God of War, and the kids' acting was just so bad and so annoying, would that game get all the praise it got? If that kid, No, of course not. But Bethesda gets away with this. Now, maybe not these days after Fallout 77, they get their hands slapped big time. We're like, okay, you got to clean it up. We just saw No Man's Sky get run through the rafters for this stuff. You guys are going to do the same thing, so that's fine. But back then, like, come on, guys. Like, you leave 76 alone. Oh, by the way. I'm just, I'm just saying Bethesda. Yeah, that's Skyrim a whole other episode. <laughs> Skyrim was a 96. Fallout 3 was a 93 on Metacritic. Hmm. So, yeah, Very I'm clearly inferior. I chose all highly rated <laughs> games for this one, you know what, but you know, we'll have to mix it up next time. Yeah, you can have more fun with it, like getting them over in the lower scores. Like, how bad was it? And how bad was this one? You know, like, I do like the fun. idea like, of are... choosing shitty games for the next one that we all played or something. Like that. It's got it's tricky though because what's funny, Dave is an Xbox guy, and he hasn't really played all the Halos. I've pl- dude, I've read books. I've I've, I'm a Halo guy. I have a lot of history with Halo. I think Halo 5 was friggin' awesome. The campaign was fun, but whatever. But the ga- gameplay was amazing. Um, Infinite, I hope, delivers. But yeah, you don't know. I mean, like, Red Dead Redemption, the first one, I don't. I only played probably like 10 hours, 12 hours of it, and then I stopped playing it. Maybe a little bit more, but... Um, I don't finish games, but I guess whatever. That's not the point of that game, I guess. It's the, you could probably even give me some popular games like Super Smash Brothers, which I played a little bit of, and I'll, I'll be able to get a score. I'd be curious. I bet that game's really high, the first one. I remember that game being huge when it came out. But All right, cool, so I won. We're going to have to come up with like team names. Um, I, I Because I won, whatever, I'll just uh, we'll start the rotation. We'll go you, and then me. And then we'll let Dave do the next one. But uh, yeah, that was fun. That was cool. That was fun. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, Thanks, Eric. All right. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say before we wrap up our first episode here? I guess not. Nope. Okay. Well, uh, I had blessed. No, I think I'm oh. good. Uh, note to everybody out there, uh, just play more games. Yeah, yeah like, play games. And one of the things we all have in common is we all have kids. Um, they're all young. Mm-hmm. I have a six-year-old. Dave's daughter's a little older. Seven, right? Seven and a four. Yeah, seven and a four. I have a six and a two. I have an Eric, almost two-year-old. Yeah, so young. Um, but we'll probably be talking a lot about that. Um, it'll be coming up in there. I think that's what's going to make our, our podcast a little bit interesting is because we'll have that perspective of, like I said earlier in the show, about just understanding digital projects, but being lifetime gamers... And then just balancing whatever, man. I don't give a shit. I'm excited about Star Wars still and and video games. And I love, love, love this stuff. And I know a lot of people do. I mean, so many people out there are older and they love World of Warcraft. And that's cool. So we don't play it. But um, 
more than welcome to listen to the show. I think what we do is just, I don't know, just have a unique perspective, you know, and kind of talk about some fun topics. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so this is the first episode, and we're out. I'll see you guys in episode two.